Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to the Nerdiverse. Go ahead, sit and listen to the masters. The old heads talk about what you love the most. Video games, comics, movies, and everything you need to maintain your We got the knowledge that's straight out the ether. Gonna need a drink and have to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker. Mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need. Please uh, send in a question. Come and get some answers. Learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests. We got the green lanterns glowing on our chest. Yes, please sit back and relax. Cause we're gonna hit you with them stone cold facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the masters of the nerdiverse welcome to masters of the nerdiverse where we always have such sites to show you you can find this correctional facility of a podcast on itunes stitcher spreaker soundcloud youtube iHeartRadio, and google play I am, of course, your host, Mike G, and with me, as always, is our supercalifragilisticexpialidocious of a co-host, Winter. What's up, everybody? It's Winter uh, at TrashMonkIII. Uh, this uh, yeah. is my NPR voice. We're going to be playing some Hobo Johnson here on Tiny Desk Concert. Hobo Johnson. You know? <laughs> yeah, do you know Hobo Johnson? I do know Hobo Johnson. I went to- In a- real life? Yeah, I saw him at the county fair last week. He gave me $10. Are you for real right now? I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> he... Hold on. <laughs> okay, this started off with a joke, then it turned into an anti-joke, and now I'm being serious. <laughs> Hobo Johnson gave you 10 bucks at a fair. I did him a solid. I looked after his gear, and he gave me 10 bucks to get a fried Oreo. Get out of town that is awesome and you're telling me you were telling me before we recorded the la with a trash town it is a trash <laughs> town that's how i met homo johnson he gave me 10 bucks to watch his stuff so i could get a fried oreo <laughs> it was so good <laughs> that doesn't sound like a track that sounds like you're doing like fiverr in real life <laughs> 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 yeah man you never know it's weird you know things happen life's weird yeah. man my mind would like I this could just be my country boy sort of mentality coming out. Yeah. But if I if that happened to me, my like I would feel I would need to check the the mirror to see if my face was glowing. It it, it depends on the human, man. Like I can like when I'm really good with musicians. Like I I, yeah. I connect with them. Like I I don't know why. It's just hey, I'm not gonna get I'm not going to freak out if I saw like, you know, Sting or something, but my dumb yeah. ass will see someone like the wrestler, like the, the wrestler. Yes. Not, not the actual musician, but Sting uh, mm-hmm. from Halloween Haunt 1997. But like the only person I really choked up, you couldn't say anything is when I saw like Beyonce once. And I just, it was like, remember in Fifth Element 
where the blue lady just before she starts singing like you can see her like in the halls she's just like floating with her entourage like her feet aren't moving and she's wearing this veil and she's like eh. yeah that's what happened and Beyonce <laughs> floated to her car her feet didn't move and her entourage yes. was and then you wrote a song and I wrote Queen B I wrote a song marry me. Queen B marry me and it's on Spotify right now. It gets you be thinking about lemons. I'll give you a whole orange, baby. I'll give you a whole tangerine. <laughs> Beyonce never heard it, and will never hear yeah. it ever. Yeah, I feel like I would be like calm, like, "Hey, are you that guy?" Sweet. <laughs> it really depends on the person, man. Be like it's super so bro. Like, hey, you host uh, Fox News, right? That's what's up. <laughs> Pretty lit. Pretty lit. That's what's up, man. Have a good day. Yeah. I, um, God rest his soul. I saw. I met Michael Clark Duncan once, and I was like, Mike, mm-hmm. that's some. Those are some good. Uh, that's a good soda you got there. Michael's like, yeah. I'm scared of the doctor. He was like, the the bubbles make my nose tickle. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. That's stupid. But no, he's like, yeah. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I just pictured this at a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Imagine big ass like like Michael Clark Duncan. I don't like Dr. Pepper because the bubbles make my nose tickle. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only, the only minor, the only celebrity I've ever seen and interacted with was Matt Hardy. Nice. Um, actually, no, nice. that's the light. It's the same evening. Um, Matt Hardy, the wrestler, yeah. I was at SmackDown in Fresno, California, and he he went. Um, well, before meeting him. I saw a one wrestler who came down and he was like giving high fives to yeah. everyone. And I'm like, I don't want to stand up to give high five to mm-hmm. him. So I just have my hand leaning over the edge and he's about to give me a high five. And he sees my like half ass, <laughs> like a tip. Yeah. Like, you could. Yeah. And then he just passes me uh, by and I go, wait, whoa, what was that? And that wrestler was Chris Benoit. Uh, the next uh, the next wrestler was Matt Hardy. This time I was standing. I was going, Mr. Hardy, Mr. Hardy. And he, and he like smacked my hand and it was all sweaty. Yeah. And I'm like, did, did he delete? Like, did he go delete, delete? Oh, that was before. That was after that, right? Yeah. Um, that was after. Aren't you happy that you weren't like soiled by the hands of Chris Benoit? Dad? <laughs> Knowing what you know now, you probably dodged a bullet. Well, dude. Dodged a bullet and spent fifty bucks on a voodoo doctor, <laughs> but it will move. Three exercises later, yeah. Jeez, Louise, yeah, stars are weird. Yeah, you should have touched my hand. Yeah, you got to just cut that whole hand off now. You know what are you gonna do? Crispin Wall touch your hand. That's like that's like if you're at like the store and you're reaching for a cantaloupe and Roseanne Barr touches your hand. You got to cut that whole hand off, bro. The hand's out of effect. It's finished. All right, all throw right. the whole hand away. <laughs> You want to keep it? Uh, we don't. We don't need to turn this into the Roseanne bar every time. Every episode, that's, we need to. That's the most up. despicable human I can think of at the moment. So that's what came up. So, so I want the audience to remember this: where I bring up Chris Benoit, who killed his family, and he and his and Mike's equivalent is Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Roseanne. Bar took a picture dressed like Hitler. Who killed comedy? Okay, she took a picture dressed like Hitler with a baking pan full of gingerbread Jewish people. In in the in the in the cookies were burnt. She's just she's a yeah. despicable human, dog. 
She's up there. Like, like uh, we could spend a whole I'm episode saying, debate whether Rosa Bar is enough. That's that's yeah. Uh, so, do you not like uh, Anthony Jizzleneck? Who, who's who's Jizzneck? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you were about to drop. I was a bomb. man. I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be cleaner and uh, for these shows. I don't know. I'm just... my earballs. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this is getting off the rails, man. Did, did you? Have... Yeah, Anthony Jizzleneck is um, a comedian that is known for. I guess you. It doesn't matter. This reference doesn't matter. <laughs> you might as well finish it, dude. Clean your plate. No, I, just, I need to find a different uh, comedian. Do you think Bill Hicks was funny? Uh, no, he wasn't my brand of comedy. Do I need or that? Are you still? I need to go no, older. Yes, because I'm an old man. My type. My, yeah, Lenny, Lenny Bruce, Bruce uh, Rodney Dangerfield. No, what the the one comedian that's fall really bothered me was Dennis Miller. I used to really like me some Dennis Miller. Oh. And then he went kind of crazy, and I just was like, oh, I can't like him anymore. Guys. Yeah. He fell faster than the Hindenburg on a gas night. Oh, something like that. Cha cha, uh, babe. Yeah. Well, that's just that, me. That's uh, <laughs> Did you um, so I, yeah, I pretty much just described my week in this mod, in this like this hodgepodge uh, opening. Yeah, but I do want to say that I watched a new Netflix show. Norm Macdonald had the show, finished it. Uh, wish he went back to his original show, Norm Macdonald uh, Live. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. Is this that bad, huh? Yeah, it's just it's it's cut down. It's way too awkward. It's way – and uh, he had a little bit more freedom to say, <laughs> to say things. Like, uh, they took what would normally be, like, an hour-and-a-half show on YouTube and tried to distill it down into, I think, 30, 40 mm. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just does not work yeah, out. Yeah, some comedians need more long-form stuff, and some comedians work better with short-form. You know what I mean? And don't trust the reviews. I mean, I I, I thought it, I laughed several times in that show where uh, M. Night Shyamalan asks him that uh, – so you know a lot about movies. Are you a cinephile? And he goes, "No, I was accused back when I was younger of being a cinephile, but they can never prove Bro. it." And I was like, "Oh, that's Bro, hilarious!" Nice. <laughs> he's, he's the king he's, of dad he is jokes. The king of dad jokes. <laughs> I, I have a funny yeah. Norm yeah. Macdonald joke. I was at work one day and I had my I brought my iPad with me and it was on my Facebook. I was just kind of surfing Facebook uh, at work during my lunch break <laughs> and. Uh, stupid stupid ipads they auto set the 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 volume to like 10 whenever you open it and it's really uh-huh. obnoxious so i opened <laughs> I, I i kind of scrolled down my my page on facebook and it stopped at a conan o'brien video and norm mcdonald was the guest that night and for some reason at full volume norm mcdonald screamed out yeah, uh, you ever thrown a dead hooker off a bridge before it, it said it like real loud in my office oh, building man. I turned so red. I could have just broke my iPad in half. I was just like, what the, what the hell, man? <laughs> just tried to turn down. Everybody was like, what the hell was that? I just snuck it under my desk and turning like three inches tall and just shrunk. It was the intern. It was the intern. Blame that guy. Yeah, Norm McDonald almost got me fired. It was awesome. Yeah, that's and that's my Norm McDonald joke. Our, our, uh, 
I thought you were about to say I saw him <laughs> uh, at the local uh, Sonic. You got any gum? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Do you anything else with your week, bro? Uh, bro, brotato chip. Brotato chip. Uh, I still have Mandy mm, on the list to watch. I just want to. I just want to talk to someone about it. Like I, I have no one to talk to about it. It's really vexing. Yeah. Hey, I want to watch it. I just have to wait for my roommate to decide to watch Mandy one of these days. I'm gonna watch so Mandy. I'm asking <laughs> anyone who I think would like it to watch it. And even people I don't think would like it because it's weird. I don't know. Just watch Mandy. Yeah. Would you say that if you enjoyed Altered States, Altered States with William Hurt, that you might enjoy I would Mandy? S- just uh, has the same artistic flavor. I would, I would compare Mandy closer to like Natural Born Killers. Oh, to okay. Then right. altered. St- it's it's altered states in its color palette, but not even that because altered states is a normal ass movie until it has trip outs. You know what I'm saying? Where it's a normal movie and yeah. then tri- trippy stuff happens and it turns into like an album cover, right? But Mandy, from start to finish, <laughs> yep. is trippy as hell through the whole thing, and it's it goes from subtle trippy to just full on nuts, and it kind of fluctuates. So, but it never stops being trippy. The whole movie feels like a dream. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hold this until you watch it. But yeah, just if you like, it's not it's not a horror film. It's just if you like cool stuff, watch Mandy. You'll you'll. You'll pull something out of it that you dig. If you like cool old school stuff, you know, I think you'll like it. It's... But how was your week? Uh, thank you, Google. I wish you would uh, you would sponsor us and give us all that infinite Google money. Uh, this week, I didn't. This time of year, man, it's just all I've been doing is thinking about horror. And watching horror movies, like old school ones, like I caught up on Sleepy Hollow, Evil Dead Two, The Haunting of Hell, of uh, Hell House, uh, and just just watching a lot of old school horror movies. I watched this one horror movie on Netflix. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's, it's not. You don't need to watch it. It's about like these uh, ghost hunters that are like fake ghost hunters, but of course they go to a, a real haunted house and wackiness ensues. It was, oh, you know, I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it kind of, it's just it, there was. It, I'm not going to spoil it for you because you're you're going to watch it, but you'll see what I'm talking about. It just it was okay. You know what I mean? But okay, can I recommend a uh, two series? Well, I still need to watch these. I, in fact, these could be good uh, movies for the uh, MOT and uh, film. Watching yeah. cinema, uh, MOTN cinema. cinema. So uh, Hulu has the complete series of first the Ginger <laughs> Dead Man <laughs> series or whatever yeah. Ginger, <laughs> and they have the Magic Bong oh, you <laughs> series. Kinda, you just want to watch some or, trauma, dude? Is that what is that, you want to sit down and watch some trauma? Not only yeah, I want to see because they've combined both universes into nice. one movie as well. It's like uh it's like Dollman versus the demonic too. toys, dude. 
That was this. That's the cinematic. There was the full moon cinematic universe before Marvel ever did anything. Thing. 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 Uh, <laughs> we do yeah, our own special effects here, hell, folks. <laughs> hell, 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 hell. Uh, speaking of being broke, let's get to this news, man. Let's get yeah. Dun, 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 dun. We really need audio. <laughs> this this is CNN. Remember that? Do you ever see this? Okay, real quick tangent. Do you ever remember this movie with uh, John Ritter called Stay Tuned? Where Hell has his own TV show. No, uh, Hell has his own television station, and John Ritter and his wife get pulled into the t- into the television station, and they're bouncing from show to show, and it's all like Hell versions of like modern shows in the nineties, like Supermarket Sweep and, and Wayne's World. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Dan Harmon stole the idea from Stay Tuned. Do, is that what you're okay, uh, <laughs> listeners, Rick Masters of the Nerdiverse. If you know anything about Stay Tuned. Please put it on our Twitter. That's at M Nerdiverse. Because I just want someone to talk to about this movie. They did a whole animated scene of like Tom and Jerry. Mm. But it was uh, John Ritter as an animated mouse. Super dope. Anyway, let's get to the news. You still have not denied that Rick and Morty stole this, uh, that idea. Uh, interplanetary cable Everybody still from The Simpsons. So it's I like, guess there's it's no different. point in even calling plagiarism anymore. Simpsons did it. Oh. Simpsons did it. Uh, have you seen that new Hellboy tra- uh, Hellboy poster? Yeah, I I, I, I dig it, it man. Uh, I wish I could see some trailers or something, my dude. I'm... Nah, you're gonna have to wait till next year for that. Why do I have to wait? <laughs> Why must we wait for things we want? Uh, New York Comic Con was. Because it costs money. money. Bring money. (laughs) Uh, New York Comic Con was this past week, and they showed off some stuff. New York Comic Con is never really big for showing off new cool stuff like San Diego Comic Con is. But they let some things fly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Daredevil trailer looked really good. Uh, More Titan stuff for the DC Universe. But they showed off a poster for the new Hellboy movie, and it's missing two characters that I think they're holding for later. Which is Liz Sherman and Abe Sapien? They're not. I don't think they're in the, this new movie, and that kind of bothers me because mm. I really like Liz and I really like Abe. So, I, but I guess they want Hellboy to be really the main focus of this film, and the, yeah, not to exactly, or not have to de- right. dedicate time really to other like uh, eye-catching characters. You know what I mean? Like, unlike the Guillermo del Toro, where there's like colors all over the place, this one seems a bit more. Mm-hmm. horror based it's very it's red, red. <laughs> oh it's blistering red so i'm really digging that yes it's the number one movie of the comedy communist wow. party of america wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know where to go with that <laughs> uh, just gonna... laugh and say winter you're the funniest <laughs> man i've ever met hey, hey, hey winter <laughs> hey, hey winter do you know dwight Oh, Dwight? Yeah. <laughs> Dwight L. Healy? <laughs> no, Dwight around your lip. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, that I, joke I, people don't get it. That's why we're moving on. Uh, speaking of things that are going to be fueled for fever dreams, uh, 
Capcom <laughs> confirmed that there's going to be a live action Mega Man movie. What the hell? Yeah. No, man. Like, <laughs> I will say that there is a lot of potential to make a very good Mega Man movie. Like, I just think of things like Great. AI by Steven Spielberg. I mean, that's not the greatest movie in the world. I think of that. Like, don't, like, make it make it a human kid, right? But just give it, like, practical effects. A practical effects Mega Man movie would be awesome. They're not, They're not going to do know, practical effects. I know, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. Hear me out. A practical effects Mega Man movie with, like, seasons of special effects. Like... It don't do a lead a lead a battle angel where the whole thing is CG and it just looks uncanny valleyed out. Just make Mega Man a child and just put stuff on him. Mega Man is not a very heavy, like designed character. It's a kid wearing like a, a football helmet in a blue costume with a little buster arm. You could do that practical and make it look real. I just think a, a practical effects Mega Man movie would be dope in the hands of the right director. You don't make you don't make it take itself too serious, but you make it cool. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome, dude. Hey, I think I'm all for practical effects. Um, I'm done. Of, I get like disgusted seeing like how much CGI is put in mm-hmm. a lot of films nowadays. Like you don't even have to go outside to make a film anymore. Yeah, it's all made in your um, house, dude. It's garbage. Right, but unfortunately, I think they're not going to put that much of a budget into Mega Man, oh, <laughs> and they're going to go, "Well, what's cheaper, paying this nerd to uh, make explosions go in the background, or rigging up a, a ton of vehicles it's to like, explode?" It's so frustrating because it's like you're absolutely right, which makes it frustrating. It's like what's what's cheaper, paying three guys to to create a background. Are hiring KMB or Industrial Lights and Magic to build a set. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. And it's like you want to do it the right way, but then we're getting this stupid Monster Hunter movie, which you know it's gonna be CG'd out and really dumb. So it's like you I just wish that people who actually cared about the characters were making these movies. And not just somebody who's willing to cash in on a name to get asses and seats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just very frustrating. Very frustrating. Adam Driver is oh Mega Man. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, that, that hurts. Shut up! Oh, that, that's like a gut punch. Oh, Mega Man! <laughs> he's, he's such he's such an emo Mega Man. <laughs> he takes a picture. Yeah, he's holding like the uh, he's holding the 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 helmet of Proto Man. He just smashes it against the wall like the Last Jedi. I'm so mad, guys. Even though I want to see Jeremy Irons as uh, Dr. Wiley, though. I just thought about that. My robot masters will destroy the world! In a scar voice. Yeah. Have John Goodman be Dr. Light. Yeah. yeah. John Goodman as Dr. Light would be OP as hell, dude. All right, now. I've only played one Mega Man game. I played like three, life. but that's still not enough to say I'm a Mega Man fan. I love Mega Man. I just want them done right. Uh, speaking of, speaking, speaking of, of not being done, done right, right. <laughs> there are a couple of television updates that I do want to bring to our attention. One that is on the docket, one that happened today. 
Let's go over the one that's on the docket really quick. Uh, Krypton Season 2 has showed off their character design for the big bad big bad of this season, which is uh, the main man himself, Lobo. You, are you familiar with this character, Winter? <sighs> okay, you want you want my snarky yeah, critic? Yeah. Uh, Hit me. Hit me. Okay. Um, this whole Lobo and this whole Krypton show, um, Lobo looks as great as my lobotomy wow. after watching Krypton. <laughs> Take that L, sci-fi, stupid channel. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I it's hard for me. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad it's... because it's like sci-fi is so low expect, quality man? that there's a small percentage of like I could be working <laughs> in the near future dude you don't know <laughs> yeah. like it's so sci-fi like presents here's 50 bucks go make a, a sci-fi series. channel presents masters of the nerdiverse you don't know you know <laughs> right so I, I want to refrain talking too much stuff from... <laughs> Yes, I am happy that we have a channel that is open to making these type of shows. Here's the thing, man. The one guy who would look great as Lobo is already Aquaman, which is Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa would be the perfect Lobo. He has the attitude. He has the build. This guy looks like the guy who they got to be Lobo looks like an accountant. Duh. He looks like, you know what I'm saying? He looks like a dude who got lost at Burning Man. And that's what, what he ended up looking like at the end of the end of the celebration. Duh. He doesn't look like Lobo. It looks like he's, he could just get punched in the chest and that's it. Lobo in the comics is like bigger than Superman. He's like this eight foot tall, just giant biker dude. Like he looks like Zangief, you know, like he's, he's this huge force. And this guy's like 5'11". Looks about a buck. Tw- looks like a buck. Yeah. Back, back, look about a, a buck 70 soaking wet. And like, and it, what's the problem is, is like, no matter how comics accurate you make a dude like that look, he's still gonna look like he's cosplaying because he just doesn't look like Lobo, unless it's just a bad angle and this dude that they picked is really like six seven or something. But from the, that's just not a flattering shot of him. Yeah, yeah I don't pay attention much to guys' bodies, wow. but really? uh... I preserve comic accuracy, my good man. I preserve comic Thank accuracy. You. Speaking of which. Uh, Ruby Rose. Hmm? Yeah, shout out, shout out to our. You know, I did. I, I'm. I feel bad for that joke. I apologize. I, I, I do agree that the characters need to look at least ninety percent like the character. At least the fifty percent, dude. Like Michael Keaton isn't like not Batman, but he's Batman though. Like you pull it off, right? Aren't you always speaking of Batman? Ruby Rose showed off her costume for Batwoman for the, the CW Arrowverse crossover this year. And it doesn't look half bad. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. I mean, it, I think we could compare sci-fi with yeah. CW in here. And like, I think sci-fi ch- have the whole channel to therefore have the yeah. bigger budget. <laughs> uh, if, if that logic works. Um and they this that's what you get pretty much uh <laughs> for uh, a character and then you go to CW and they like kill it yeah. with Ruby Rose and she, it she looks like cuz she looks like Batwoman like she has the pale skin the 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 cowl looks good nice iconic red 
bat symbol on her chest. The only critique I have is that her cape is a little small for me. Like it's more of like a bat girl cape than a bat woman cape because bat woman's cape should be down to like her ankles and maybe, but that's just Uh a small little nerd critique. But the suit looks good. Someone quote Michael, (laughs) Mike on that. Quote me out. What? That. What did I say? What what did I (laughs) say? You just spent a good 30 seconds on like critiquing a cape. I and you said something. I, I thought I thought it was just funny that it was something like it's more Witcher. Batgirl cape than Listen, that. I what? am a comic book nerd, man. Like I am a legit. I know. Hey, we are yes. nerds together. And <laughs> if and if Iron Man's armor was not the right shade of red, it would bother me on, on a on a deep psychological level. Luckily, Marvel knows what the hell they're doing, and it's always perfect. But if it wasn't, we would notice. Yes. Yes. Kate. Yes. It's just, I guess I've never been that uh, that nerd that goes, like, <laughs> I didn't say the whole look. things. So I think that's how we But I'm saying, it. like, it's not that I'm saying the look is garbage, the cape is too short. <laughs> like, no. The, the look is great. It's a great costume. I'm just saying that's the small little critique I have. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of costume design, did you see that um, still photo for uh, John Favreau's The Mandalorian, the new Star Wars? Uh, yes, and it's money, baby. <laughs> it's money, baby. Chew on a cigar. So I don't know what the show is. Nobody knows yeah. what it is, but that's a badass picture of a Boba Fett looking dude. I'm just saying. It looks like, I don't know wh- yeah. where it's set. I'm assuming sometime before. You know, the biggest cop out with Star Wars is that it's always set in between a New Hope, in like, uh, it's in, it's either going to be set between Revenge of the Sith and a New Hope, or Return of the Jedi and a Force Awakens. It's never anywhere in the middle where actual change happens. You know what I mean? It's not going to affect anything. Yeah, they can't. You can't right? It's very dumb. It's like for once, I want it to be happening at the exact same time as like Empire Strikes Back. Well, I I would say that they fall in the. I could be wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. But they want to save big changes in the universe for film. Yeah, and then minor changes could happen in like TV yeah. land, the silver, <laughs> the silver screen. screen. For instance, like uh, like Gotham. Oh, don't get me started on Gotham. <laughs> uh, like like Agents of Shield. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that was. There you go. Agents of Shield is probably the weakest thing Marvel Studios has put out because it they never trusted Agents of Shield to actually affect the MCU at all. You know what I mean? Like you said, big changes Mm -hmm. are for big movies. TV stuff, you really don't affect anything (laughs) like at all. Like according to the movies, Agent Coulson is still dead. (laughs) I mean, like he never. But in Agents of Shield, he's super running around and and doing adventures and stuff. Under the guise of Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, and Thor, and like Black Widow, <laughs> like nobody knows he's still alive. Like he's that undercover, right? What? Like I would love it. Like if a character in a TV show got a scar on his face, and then they show the scar yeah. in the film, and that would that would like, oh, the nerds would be, and the nerds would and be there was rejoicing. Much rejoicing. <laughs> yeah, like just tell me, yes. Daredevil exists. In an Avengers movie, just give me a hint. The Devil of Hell's Kitchen. I just want to see it somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
so I know that these characters just aren't floating yeah. in their own little microcosm. You know what I mean? But they're just so scared to do it. I don't know why. Maybe they feel like it will muddy the waters. But then, they're, but then the TV are always the first ones to say, "Oh, you know that big green guy." You know, remember when? Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when Tony Stark flew into that building. But Tony Stark doesn't know who Jessica Jones is, and doesn't care. You know what I mean? It's just our who Luke Cage is. Right. I just wish they had the guts to actually start merging these things together. All right. Uh, or at least include uh, Men in Black, and that would explain why people can't remember. I know. Anything. Actually, in the Marvel Universe, the uh, Statue of Liberty that's just a giant neuralizer is real. S.H.I.E.L.D. built mm-hmm. it before it got disbanded. Uh, let's do some rapid fire for the for a couple of these, and then I do want to talk about something at the end, which is super dumb. And not on the docket, so this is Osher going to be fun. So real quick, uh, speaking of Marvel... Marvel Studios is rumored that they have commissioned a script for the Dark Avengers. Probably some real late. I wouldn't say this is probably uh, Phase Four, maybe Phase Five stuff way down the line. And I think that's cool because the Dark Avengers are kind of cool. For those who don't know what they are, have you ever heard of the Dark Avengers? Winter. Tell me, tell, tell me a little bit more about the Dark Avengers. The Dark Avengers is a pretty cool idea. So. Uh, everybody knows the movie Captain America Civil War, right? Where the heroes fight each other over ideals and, and stuff. But in the comics, it got really bad to where at the end of Civil War, Captain America was dead. Iron Man was now the uh, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And the Avengers are completely incinerated. There's just no Avengers anywhere because of the backlash from the, the Superhuman Registration Act. Mm. And this gave a power vacuum for villains such as Norman Osborn to, under government mandate, create their own Avengers team. And so um, Norman Osborn, known as, also known as the Green Goblin, created his own team of Avengers to do the job that the Avengers were too spaced out to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So he created a team of bad guys that were masquerading as good guys. It was kind of cool. So um, Norman Osborn was the Iron Patriot which is pretty much an Iron Man armor, but with Captain America paint job. Oh, and he was yeah. the leader. And Venom, Matt Gargan, was actually the Spider-Man of the group as the black Spider-Man suit. Uh, if I remember the whole team. Uh, Sentry was there, but Sentry's always a bit bad and good. Uh, Bullseye from Daredevil, the villain Bullseye, was Colin the Hawkeye Farrell? of that group. <laughs> Colin Farrell. <laughs> Bullseye. Garbage. Uh, Dakin, which was the evil son of Wolverine, was the Wolverine of that team. So there's all these villains masquerading as heroes doing government-mandated, dirty, wet work stuff that the Avengers really wouldn't be doing. So differences between Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad, are there, um, outside of their will, if they leave, they die. Everybody in Dark Avengers was getting paid. Oh, okay. Government pensions. And were uh, kind of, I like, had diplomatic immunity against the Superhuman Registration Act. They were above it. And so they had to go down. So during Siege, uh, the heroes re, re rejoined and beat the Dark Avengers and kind of destroyed their whole little group. But for a time, the Dark Avengers were running the roost and they were just a bunch of bad guys who just really shouldn't have been doing superhero stuff. And given Avengers 4, we don't know what's going to happen. And the Avengers may just be destroyed. Maybe the Dark Avengers will have a chance. Maybe a form of Dark Avengers will come from whatever Avengers 4 is. Yeah. Kind of cool. 
Avengers and that's 4 your Marvel history lesson. Renewing contracts. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers 4, go to vote. Did you hear about that? No. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. It was like, Mark Ruffalo, I heard you gave away the the name of the new Avengers. He's like, yeah, it's called Avengers 4. Register to vote. <laughs> he he, he kind of got in trouble for that. <laughs> oh, gotta yeah. love me some Can Ruffalo. Can we tune though. it down? Can fan. we turn it down a notch, people? No. He's not. Is he lying? <laughs> Is he Mufasa? No, I, I don't know. Just today, I hear too him? much about you need to vote. I'm like, you don't know my Why life. Back up. You don't know. My... That's that's my purse. <laughs> um... <laughs> you don't know my life. Yeah. You need to vote. Like really, I, don't know I need. You. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to start a George Carlin bit or something over here. Yeah, I'm saving you from I'm saving you from a politi- a political bleach hole, dude. Let's move on. Yeah, I don't get into uh, there's some there's some 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 tweet that came out several weeks ago that like always been <laughs> in the back of my mind of like uh, something about winter politics. And like I don't think I've ever gone political. <laughs> okay, maybe. Okay. I, I don't think I've ever said something like super political. <laughs> Uh, you sound like that really grinds your gears, buddy. <laughs> I'll get you. You want a clean tan to get it off your chest, man? That's it. I just wanted to say that 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 was on my mind. Now I can delete it off the memory banks and move on. No, uh, the one time I tried getting political on Twitter as Masters of the Nerdiverse, I got my butthole blown out. So that's you never happening. That. I posted one thing about me being a. Uh, having something to do on Sundays <laughs> and uh, I post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I lost one follower from that. Dude, I posted one f- response to someone else's post and the entire group just jumped down my throat. And I was like, I didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> I raised, I deleted my tweet and ran away. Dog. We're masters of the nerdiverse, not masters of the political verse. Yeah. We don't, we don't need that kind of heat. No. We don't want that smoke, as the kids say. That smoke. We don't want that smoke. Yeah. Uh, let's close out the show with this last news article, which I just want to talk about because it's the funniest thing I've, I've heard all month. And you may not know, but Fred Durst had a Limp Biscuit concert <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, you remember Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. You know, I got a chainsaw. I remember it as much as my <laughs> last physical. <laughs> I, I skin your ass raw. So Fred Durst is on stage doing his thing, right? You know, he's singing his tunes. In in Shaggy uh, Shaggy P, I believe his name is from Insane Clown Posse, was there, unbeknownst to Fred Durst, right? Yeah. Shaggy P is on stage. He runs up behind Fred Durst and tries to drop kick him for real while he's performing on stage, like a Stone Cold <laughs> drop kick or. Like like a legit like like a flying Ricky the Dragon steamboat Whoa. drop kick, dude. Fred Durst doesn't know what's going on, so he just kind of naturally shifts his body to the right. Yeah, Shaggy completely misses the drop kick and eats eats complete stuff on his face <laughs> in front of everyone. Fred Durst turns around like, "What the hell? Why are you here, dude? <laughs> like, what the hell is happening?" Okay. <laughs> I, I understand now. I'm gone. So that makes that leads to the question: Are there 
Where, are there any uh, juggalos where you live, Micah? There's yeah. always juggalos where you live. <laughs> is there Fago? Is there Fago yes. around where you live? Is that then connected? there's juggalos, bro. Yes. Of course it is. Juggalos That's love, why I see this, juggalos this one juggalo who probably is listening to the podcast because I keep talking about it. He drinks yeah. Fago all the time. All day. And he all talked day, about man. how he's bought like six tickets and he doesn't know how he's going to go to uh nebraska or whatever they're playing at but he bought the tickets already yep he's already in there though like juggalos love fake fago i was watching i was on youtube and i fell into a youtube hole and i was watching a juggalo wedding and this thing was classy dude it had all flavors of of, of fuego dog and when they said you may not kiss the bride they just shook up all the fuego Frago bottles and just like sprayed down the bride and for humanity. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I I weep for the future. There's far worse things that I can be old man winter about. I'm not gonna. There's. I'm happy that they are. They are (laughs) going to be in a marriage that's hopefully years to come. They're still together. (laughs) That would you ordain uh would you ordain the icp themed wedding though i probably would you if they that would be awesome yeah. wouldn't it they paid you if, if, it, <laughs> if it's like they passed my premarital counseling and yeah. it was like free food they were I'm super out. down in costume they were all juggled out and they showed up every every session dude yeah and they were on on it so you had no excuse not to do it other than you don't want to no do excuse it. You're acting like I'm trying to find reasons not to do it. <laughs> Come on, you have all you have all the chicken wings and fago you can eat and drink, Doug. It'll be a, it'll be a festival, dude. It'll be amazing, man. I'll be the best man at a uh, at a juggalo wedding. Eat quick, dude. That'd be so much fun. Oh man, that's a weird ending. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm working on a script right now. Um. The comic script, as you well know, uh, yeah. I'm about. I have five pages in. I'm trying to do at least a equivalent of a page a day, and uh, I've been. It's been kind of tough getting back to the swing of things. I've only written like one script before a comic script before this, and there's a lot to it. Then uh, there's like my mind goes that there's a lot to writing a script. And then there's other people who go like, yeah, you need to let some breathing room happen so that the artist feels that they can, they have room. And it's like, well, I don't know how much yeah. room they want. <laughs> I, I'll help you with that, man. Just give you a little advice. There's two types of comic book writers. Yeah. And there's the, there's the broad strokes the guys <laughs> are the Alan Moore guys yeah. where it's the Captain America and Iron Man fought for a while. And the artist has to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. But there's also the the wind brushed against Cap's shield as the reflection of Tony Stark's indecision was sprinkled upon his face. And this artist is like, what? And then you must have, you absolutely must have a, a butterfly on, 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 on the shoulder of the Hulk because that symbolizes rebirth. And you're just like, dude, I can't, which is fine. So it really depends on how flowery you want to be. If you want to focus on deep, like Brian Michael Bendis is very he's he's the perfect like middle ground of that, where he puts in his innuendo and his symbolism, but he's also very he lets the artist tell a story too, rather than like uh, 
Frank Frank Wiley is a good artist, but like uh, Grant Morrison is feeling every single inch of that paper with detail that you have to get right to the letter. Otherwise, it's a failed experiment. So you just have to find your balance, man. Whatever's whatever helps you write faster. Right. And there's you know like I mean? uh, you'll um, there's like certain things that I'm pretty much at the point where if I think the details if the details come across like uh, progress the story that I have in mind, then I add it, but I do not want to add too much. Uh, if, if it's like detail that is not like uh, in, important to the story driving, because the script is just me writing what the story is yeah. in, in my mind. So I, I want to keep details in there that, that progress the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> that's all I, I got. Nothing, man. Uh, but no, man, you got it. It's just, uh, just when you write, you just got to make sure that you put it all on paper, but then you have to break it down in digestible bites. If mm-hmm. you want to do a comic book, a comic book long form, you know, you know, 20 pages, man. 20 pages a book, 18 pages a book. So you just want to break that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, For Mike G over here this week, I don't know. It's a struggle week, man. So it's, it's hot water and top ramen sandwiches, Doug. You know, so I'm just uh, <laughs> trying to keep my head above water, you know, and just really keep on with this uh, month of October. It's been kind of hit and miss. So I'm going to keep watching some horror films. Uh, I'm going to sell blood so I can get an Elgato so I can actually start streaming for you guys so we can all hang out on some streams. I keep talking about it just because I just want to speak it into existence. Uh, So hopefully that'll be up soon. Watch some more Netflix stuff. You know, you know what I mean? There's some really good horror movies on, on Amazon prime right now. A lot of old school goods like night of the demons. And uh, I think I saw, um, the chuds are on there cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers so you guys knock yourselves out with that uh any passing thoughts before we close this bad boy out my good sir yeah uh check check out the projects i'm working on and stuff that i release online uh in different media content aggregators blah blah, blah at uh trash monk i i i that's trash monk i and you know um check out the wise cast as we're about to hit episode 100 good times man yeah it's a long day coming let me tell you that much i hear that and and yeah um just uh keep plugging away trying to do stuff do productive stuff yeah man it's all we can do man keep the train going uh Mm -hmm. I will say definitely keep an eye out on our Twitter page. That is at Mnerdiverse. We just hit a thousand followers today. That's a huge milestone nice. for our channel. And I thank every last one of you who found us via Twitter. And um, I'm going to try to keep our content light and awesome and fun and hard and scary and cool and just very nerdiversey. So uh, keep an eye on any updates on our Twitter page. Um, as well as our Facebook and uh, Google Plus. If you're out there, let me know. Uh, we're, we're kind of in need of 
iTunes uh, reviews. I would like to get more of those um, for the for, for the rest of this year. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a review. It can be in the form of stars. It can be in the form of you telling us, telling me off about something or telling Winter off. We love it. Bring we, it. We <laughs> bring it. We are the Cenobites. Uh, give us the pain. And But if you want to give us some nice things to say, we'll also love that too. So definitely that's where my head's at is really strengthening our community. I'm finding some really cool cats online who support us, who want to uh, collaborate with us. And it's just getting nutty. It's getting kind of crazy. And it's all thanks to you. So thank you for listening. Um, as always, you could find this on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud. And always will ask you to uh, leave a like. Give us a comment. Please subscribe. I have, of course, been your host, Mike G. And I've been your host, Winter. And we will always ask you to take that one step beyond. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.